Hello, everyone. I'm Richard Roberts. Welcome to the Expect a Miracle podcast. Uh, Last time, we talked about dreams and visions. Joel, the prophet, said, In the last days I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your young men shall dream dreams. Your old men shall see visions. Upon my handmaidens, the women, I will pour out my spirit afresh and anew. So we talked about dreams and visions. Those words appear many times in the Word of God. And many of us have had dreams and visions. And, of course, you want to know if it's God's vision and dream or if it's from somewhere else. You want to be sure you know that. And so I want to follow up on that today by talking about hearing the voice of God, hearing from the Holy Spirit. Now, most Christians that I know want to hear the voice of God. They want to know that they are in the middle of His will. I don't know any Christian who wants to be out of God's will. They want to be in the center of God's will. However, uh, they oftentimes struggle thinking because something bad has happened has happened to them that they're not in the will of God. You know, and in some cases that might be true, but in many cases it's not true at all. And I give you the example of Jesus saying to his disciples, "Let us get into the ship and go across the lake to the other side." Well. Jesus got in the boat with them, and they set sail to go to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. And in the middle of the lake, a storm hit. Well, they could not have been more in God's perfect will, and yet a storm struck. Here, they're trying to save their very lives. A storm hits. It would be easy to think we must be out of God's will. But Jesus himself had said to them, let's get in the boat and go to the other side. Now, he didn't just go out there on a holiday. He was traveling for a reason. There was a demoniac on the other side in the village called Gadara, and Jesus was going there to deliver him and drive those demonic spirits out of him, and he actually did. Peter awakened Jesus as the storm was raging. Jesus was asleep and said, don't you even care we're about to drown? Of course, you know the rest of the story. Jesus stood up, walked to the bow of the ship, raised his hands, and rebuked the winds and the waves, and the storm stopped. I understand that, but you know, it's easy to say, well, they must have been out of God's will. It's not possible. Jesus himself had told them to. So just just because something bad happens doesn't mean necessarily that you're out of the will of God. You know, the first time that I really heard the voice of God was through a prophetic word given over me by my father. I'd been running from God all of my life. I was 19, just a few weeks before my 20th birthday, and um, I'd gotten ill and I was bedfast. And my dad came to pray for me. But instead of praying, he began to prophesy. He began to outline to me the healing ministry that God was giving me. Now, I wasn't interested in a healing ministry. I wanted to be a nightclub entertainer. I had been singing in clubs and in a rock band, and I was having a good time. I was making money. I was a college student. Uh, I had been offered a contract uh, to sing in the lounges of the Sahara Hotel in Las Vegas. I'd performed at the Kansas City Starlight Theater at clubs in all over our part of the, of the country. I wasn't interested in being a Christian, and I certainly wasn't interested in the healing ministry. But he began to prophesy over me as I lay in the bed. And he said, I see you with a great healing ministry. I see you standing before presidents and prime ministers and kings and queens. I see you in great stadiums around the world with great crowds. I see you speaking by the word of knowledge. And I I was listening so intently. I'd never heard anything like this in my life. 
And he said, your healing ministry will be different from my healing ministry. Whereas I have had to lay my hands on people and pray, you won't do that. You speak by the word of knowledge. God will give you supernatural information, he said. And he said, you'll feel it coming up your chest and into your throat and out of your mouth. And when you speak, people will be healed. Well, I lay there in that bed. I was shocked. I was totally shocked. Then he reached out and laid his hands on me and I was healed. I rolled out of the bed. I got on my knees. I prayed a sinner's prayer, gave my heart to the Lord. That night I was baptized in the Holy Spirit and my whole life changed because of a prophetic word which came into my life, which, which I knew had come from God. Well, the question is asked, how do you hear the still small voice of God? How do you hear? How, how do you hear? Well, sometimes you hear it audibly. Some people have, oh, by the way, I should go back and say, <laughs> I ought to finish the story. You know, I've laid hands on more than 35 heads of state around the world. I've, I've had crowds of up to 200,000 people in one service. I've seen as many as 25,000 Muslims give their hearts to the Lord in one service. <laughs> and the word of knowledge flows through me on a daily basis. Now, it's not my word of knowledge. It's from God, but it flows through me. God has used me. I've been like a conduit. And I, in fact, uh, I, as I make this podcast, I've just come from Canada, had a tremendous healing service in Toronto, and the people were lined from one side of the building to the other, giving healing testimonies. Every prophetic word that my father gave that day was true. <laughs> I should finish the story. <laughs> well, again, how do you hear the still small voice of God? Well, sometimes it's an audible voice. Some people have told me they, they heard like a thundering roar and they heard the voice of God aloud. And you can see that in the Bible. Sometimes, however, it's just in your spirit. You, 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 you know something on the inside. It, it fills your head. And, and yet you don't actually hear it with your ears. Sometimes it's through the scripture. Sometimes you read a scripture and it's so alive to you, you know that God is speaking directly to you. Sometimes it's through someone else like it was with my father. And sometimes God even speaks through circumstances. Sometimes he opens doors. Sometimes he closes other doors. Now, how can you tell it's really God? Now, that's the big deal. How can you tell that it's really God? Well, ask yourself this question, first of all. Is what you heard something that resonates in your spirit? Do you get a good feeling about it? Does it, how you say this, warm you all over? Do you, do you feel on the inside that, ooh, that's something special from God? Or do you get this, this feeling, mm, that's strange, that's weird, I, I, I don't think that's right? Does it, does it resonate with your, with your spirit? Then secondly, is it confirmed by the word of God? You know, once uh, I was um, on television we were live on television that night doing the place, the program called uh, Something Good Tonight, The Hour of Healing. And God spoke to me during the program, said, put up your hands and ask people to come to their TV sets and touch your hand. I paused for a moment. I'm sure my wife, who was sitting next to me, was wondering why I was pausing. I was pausing because I didn't want to do it. First of all, I, I, I wanted to make sure it was the Lord. Second of all, I didn't want to do something that was crazy or something that would be misunderstood. And uh, again, a second time I heard the Lord say, put your hands up and tell people to come to their TV sets and touch your hands. And I, I rejected it. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And um, after the program, I felt bad. Now, at the time, my dad was uh, 
already retired from ministry and he was uh, in California living. And so I picked up the phone when I got home and I called him and I told him what happened. And he laughed and he said, Richard, you always talk about having it confirmed by the word of God, don't you? And I said, yes, dad, I, I need a scripture. I need to know that I'm on the right track. If I'm on the right track and somebody criticizes me, I can handle that. But if I'm on the wrong track and somebody criticizes me, then I'm in trouble. He laughed and he said, well, do you remember the scripture in Acts where the Bible said God brought special miracles through the hands of Paul? And I said to myself, well, if it's good enough for Paul, it's good enough for Richard. <laughs> so <laughs> I went to prayer that night and said, Lord, I'm sorry that I disobeyed you tonight, but I wanted it confirmed in the word before I did something that I thought might be crazy. <laughs> and you know, God is so gracious. He'll give you a second chance. So I said to him, tomorrow night, when we're live again, would you give me that word again? And sure enough, the next night he said, put your hands up and tell people to touch your hands. And, and I added as a point of contact. And so I did it the next night. And I said, now, look, there's nothing special about my hands. Okay. This is not trickery. This is not magic. I'm not saying that, that, the you know, the electrical system is going to shock you if you do. <laughs> And I, I said, just put your hands up against my hands as a point of contact. And you know what? As I did, and as I prayed, our telephone lines began to ring with people calling in saying I was healed when I put my hands up against your hands. But you see, I had a word from the Lord, and it was confirmed by the Bible. Now, one more thing. Is what you're hearing positive or negative? If it's positive, it's different than negative. And you're going to get a different feel on the inside. Sometimes I get, I get uh, contrasting messages. Sometimes uh, God talks to me. Sometimes the devil tries to talk to me. I remember once when our children were little, um, we had gone out to California to visit my dad and my mother. They had moved, moved there by then. And our children were just uh, still, I guess all three of them were under the age of 10. And uh, we were staying on the 17th floor of a Marriott hotel, a couple miles from where my mother and dad lived. And we were supposed to preach the next morning in Riverside for my longtime friend, Pastor Ron Halverson. So we were going to get up early and take the children and drive over to Riverside uh, and uh, preach. Five o'clock in the morning, we were awakened by a 7.2 on the Richter scale earthquake, one of the largest to hit Southern California. We were right there when it happened. We were on the 17th floor, and the room was shaking, the, the ground was rolling, the pictures were falling off the wall in the hotel room. We had gotten a little sweet because it was Lindsay and me, all three children, plus we had a girl who traveled with us to help us with the children when we were preaching. So there was one, two, three, four, there were six of us in this hotel suite. And I'm running around trying to gather up my children in my arms, and and our, our, our nanny was running. To, we get one of the children, and she, she fell over the, the table in the middle of the room and banged her head. And I'm running around trying to save everybody, trying to figure out in the natural, what am I going to do? I'm on the 17th floor. You know, they tell you don't get in an elevator in an earthquake. And how am I going to carry three children and my wife and a nanny downstairs, 17 flights? And all, and all of a sudden, clear as a bell, I heard the devil say, you're going to die. You're going to die. You're all going to die. You're all going to die. You're going to die. You're not going to withstand this earthquake. And I'm praying. I'm crying. Lindsay's crying. We're trying to gather up the children. And he keeps saying, you're going to die. You're going to die. You're going to die. And it's just, it's just resonating all over my mind. He's going to die. You're going to die. Your family's going to die. 
All of a sudden, in the middle of it, I heard another voice. And it was the voice of the Lord. It was still and it was calm. And the voice said, I've called you to 40 nations and you've only been to 17. You're not going to die in an earthquake. Well, I calmed down. I told Lindsay what I just heard. She calmed down. The children calmed down. The earth stopped shaking. (laughs) It took a little while, but we went back to bed for about another hour (laughs) and then got up and drove to Riverside and had a wonderful service. Now that's a tremendous example of hearing the voice of the devil and hearing the voice of God. You can tell the difference. Believe me. I knew it was the devil saying, you're going to die. But I knew it was the Lord saying, no, you're not going to die. You've been called to 40 nations and you've only been to 17. And you know, God is no respecter of persons. If he'll talk like that to me, he'll talk like that to you. If you just say, God, I'm open to hearing your voice. And I pray right now that you would do that. You would just say, Lord, I'm open to hearing your voice. I want to hear your voice. I yearn. I long to hear your voice. I want to know your will for my life. And then when you hear from him, check it out with the Bible. Say, now, God, give me a scripture. Well, that's what I did. I asked for a scripture, and sure enough, my father gave me one right out of the book of Acts, which made all the difference in the world. Ask God. You know, if you ask him for bread, is he going to give you a stone? No, just ask him. Just ask him in all sincerity, in all honesty. He won't let you down. And Father, right now, right now in the authority of Jesus' name, I pray over every listener. I rebuke Satan's power. I rebuke your voice, devil. And I command you to take your hands off of everybody listening to this podcast. And I pray for a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit to come upon you, my friend, to touch you in every area of your life, from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. I pray over you physically for your healing. I pray over you financially, that as you make your life a seed and as you sow unto God, that God will use it for his glory and multiply it back. I pray over you emotionally. By faith, I drive out every every ounce of depression, discouragement, fear, worry, anxiety. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. I pray over your business, over your ministry, over your family, over your marriage, over your relationships. I pray for healing in every area of your life from your head to your feet. I believe it, and I receive it with you for you, for me, for all of us, in the authority of Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Praise God. Make no mistake about it, you can hear the voice of God. (laughs) Thanks for joining me today on the Expect a Miracle podcast. If you need further prayer, you can always call the Abundant Life Prayer Group at 918-495-7777 or online, richardroberts.org slash prayer. Remember our Saturday night phone calls. Uh, You can uh, simply go to our website, richardroberts.org, and get all the information, get the numbers to call. It's at 11 p.m. Saturday night, Eastern Time, 10 p.m. Central Time. And also, check out the new Healing Network. Go to the App Store and download the Healing Network. Just simply type in the Healing Network. It's free, seven days a week, 24 hours a day, and I'm doing live programming on it as well. All that will be advertised on it when you click on it. And I pray it's a blessing. God bless you. And I'll see you next time right here on the podcast. Bye-bye for now.